Jesus made it his personal mission to go through Samaria, found in John chapter 4. He had a mission to go through Samaria, and he had an interaction with a lady. That This lady had a bunch of issues, some issues she was born with and some issues she had because she made those decisions and they became issues in her life. But I want to encourage us today that God is not afraid of our issues. Jesus Christ, Lord Almighty, is not afraid of our issues. Praise the Lord, everybody. I am Kayla McGrew of Text 10 Ministries Podcast. I thank you for joining in on this episode. It's going to be a powerful one. So without further ado, let us cue up the intro. Greetings and salutations, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I would like to thank you for joining in on today's episode. Again, I am your host, Kayla McGrew, and this is the Text 10 Podcast. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to the Text Stand Podcast. I am your host, Kayla McGrew, and I would like to thank you again for joining in. Hey, man, I got a question for us. Have we ever felt that we have gone too far, we're too dirty, we're too messed up, our lives is too broken, we have too many issues that God cannot heal and God cannot do a work in our lives? I mean, we probably have all at some point felt that way. Me personally, I have. And it's not the best feeling. That feeling of no hope. There's no way that you can get out of it. You're too deep. There's absolutely no hope. But Jesus is our hope. But before we really just dive into this, I want to share a story in the Bible found in John chapter four, how Jesus had an interaction with a Samaritan woman and she had a bunch of issues. But Jesus used her to win the city to Jesus. Amen. Father, we pray that you will bless this podcast, bless this lesson that you want to share with us. And God, I pray that you will speak to someone that is listening. God, I pray that you will bless them with your word in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. So God, Jesus, God manifested in the flesh. He was in Judea and he left on his way to Galilee. But he said that he must go through Samaria. So this this woman that he interacted with, the Bible says that Jesus was on his journey and he was just weary. He got he was weary from the journey. And now he's coming into a well, which is Jacob's well. And there was this Samaritan woman that was on the way to draw some water. And he asked this woman, or he said, rather, give me to drink. And she was just taken aback. She was just really shocked that this Jew, she said, how is it that you, uh, being a Jew, asking me, for a drink, knowing that I'm a Samaritan 
woman, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Just a brief history. Um, I would encourage you to look it up. Um, do some just personal research, but with me and my personal research about this, it showed in the Bible how the Samaritans and the Jews, they did not get along. They didn't like each other. And when she says that the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans, just looking at a history, there was just bad blood between them. And they basically set up in their hearts that, you know, if you're a Jew, you don't talk to these people. And if you're a Samaritan, they don't talk to you or you don't talk to them. There, it was this this this. Um, let's see. What's the word I'm looking for? There was this wall already built up that you don't talk to the Jews and the Jews don't talk to you. And that was that wall that was built up. And she said that the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And being a woman, she was like just really caught off guard of how Jesus would ask such a question. You're not supposed to talk to me. You're, You're a Jew. You will probably get in trouble talking to me. And this Samaritan woman was born with issues. She didn't ask to be a Samaritan woman. She was born with those issues, knowing that she was probably taught up as a child. You know, you know, young lady, there's some there's some people called the Jews. They don't talk to you. She was probably taught that as a child growing up with that stigma already attached to her life, that there are people that she would never, ever be able to interact with. Because they look down upon her because of who she is, where she comes from, the background that she she come, she was born in, the background where she came up in. They look down upon her. So there's a reason why she was just surprised that Jesus asked this question. There was no dealings, no association, no companionship, no union together. There was no unity with this group, with these two groups. But Jesus wanted to go through Samaria to talk to this lady. And what is so powerful about this is that this lady had this interaction with God that changed her life. And she became someone to win people, to become followers of Jesus Christ. So her issue, she was born with that type of issue. But not only did she have that issue, she had some other issues going up by the mistakes that she made in her life. Because not only did she have one husband, but she had five husbands. And Jesus had this conversation with her. She had five marriages that didn't work out. And she even was on the sixth one. And Jesus said, the one that you're with right now is not the husband for you. She had five failed marriages. So it was in more more marriages than a person needs to be in in a lifetime, if we're being honest. But she had her own issues. She tried this and tried that. And she probably found happiness in having a husband, but they just didn't work out. Now, you think about that. Just imagine if that's now. How would people look at you if you were in 
multiple marriages. People would talk about you, look down upon you and say, oh, this person got issues. We don't want to get close to them. We don't want to get near them. They got all these issues going on in their life. Those are people you want to avoid. Unfortunately, this is the world that we live in, where if there's a bunch of issues that are going on in people's lives, it's almost in our human nature to distance ourselves from because the world has taught us this. That, oh, they got too many things going on. Distance yourself from them. those are people you want to, you know, there's a trend going around right now where there's a thing where they use the red flag emoji. Of like if they look at this Samaritan lady now, if that how it was today, there would be red flags all over her social media. Like, oh, you don't want to follow her. She got all she all got all kinds of issues. But not only just looking at the Samaritan lady, but what about us? There everyone that is living right now has some type of issues, some type of issue. Some type of thing that we don't want to talk about. Some type of thing that we wouldn't share with everybody because we probably have shared it with someone before and probably we shared it to them out of trust and they probably betrayed our trust. Uh, that This type of stuff can happen in our world today. And it creates trust issues where we can't trust anybody. And we're living in this this type of world now where it's tough to trust people, even in the church. Because we have issues. We have things that need to be dealt with. But I want to encourage someone today that Jesus Christ is not afraid of our issues. Is not afraid of the things that are going on. In our lives, Jesus, God manifested in the flesh, is not afraid, but he is a matter of fact, he runs to our issues because he knows that there are certain things in our lives that he is the only one that can heal. And we have to believe in that. We have to trust in that. Jesus was not afraid, but as a matter of fact, he talked to this lady about her issues. He talked to her. He was not afraid of the issues, but as a matter of fact, he wanted to use what the devil meant for evil. He wanted to turn it around for good. He knew that she didn't have a good name he knew that she was a Samaritan and she had been with five husbands and was on the sixth one and he wasn't the right he knew and he was not afraid he was like you know what I you, I know that you're coming to this well and you're getting water but I'll come to offer you something that's called living water and that's what God has to offer for our issues. He has something so powerful, which is called the Holy Ghost, which is living water, that his promise that his spirit would dwell with us all the days of our lives. He has an answer for our issues. It is the Holy Ghost. It is the Holy Ghost. The Bible says if we've been brokenhearted, he is the mender of the brokenhearted. If we're dealing with sickness, he his power his spirit is the one that's able to heal deliver and set free he has a way of using our trials and our tribulations and our failures and our faults and using that 
for the kingdom of God and given us a testimony. The Bible says that we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb. Jesus shed his blood for us and the word of our testimony. Jesus has that power to use what was meant to destroy us and use it to encourage and to help people and to win them to Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is not afraid of our issues. He had to get to our issues and he made it available. The scripture tells us that he is, we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with our infirmities. What what am I saying? What is the Bible saying here that we have we do not have a God who cannot sympathize with the things that are going on in our lives because he was tempted in every way that we are but he did not sin. So we can confidently go before the throne of God and to receive mercy and to find kindness and love which will help us at the right time we serve a God who is not afraid of our issues you got to tell yourself that right now God is not afraid of my issues I got a bunch of dirt on my name I got a bunch of stains that I've been dealing with but let me tell you Jesus is not afraid it, there's not a stain too messed up a stain too bad that Jesus cannot wash clean that Jesus cannot make you whole hey we are we are the clay and we serve the potter who can form us form us into what he want us to be he can use our brokenness to be a witness he can heal us, mend us up. He can pick us up whenever we have fallen. We serve a God who is not afraid of our issues. Yeah, people may be afraid of our issues, but God is not afraid of what we've been through in life. All throughout the scripture, Jesus used people who had inadequacies, who had failures, who had faults, and he was not afraid to use their failures and their faults and turn it around for good. God does not use perfect people. God does not use people who have no imperfections. God uses people who have imperfections. God is not looking for us to be perfect. No, no, no. God is not looking for us to be perfect and not make a mistake. He, he, that's what grace and mercy is here for, for people who make mistakes. There is mercy available for people who make mistakes and there is grace available to lift us up whenever we have made a mistake. And yet we may have made a lifelong of mistakes on the on the way. But Jesus said, that's nothing to me. Jesus is not afraid of our track record. He's not afraid of the things we've been involved with. He's not afraid of the addictions we may have right now. He's not afraid. There's nothing that runs God away. He's not scared of our issues. He's not afraid of what you've been in or what you've been involved with or who you've been involved with. He's not afraid of that. Jesus wants to come close to you. And the Bible says whenever we praise him, he inhabits the praise of his people so when we praise him he comes to us another scripture in James says draw not unto him and he would draw not unto us Jesus is not afraid sometimes we may be afraid but Jesus is not afraid and sometimes we may have the attitude of the Samaritan what are you doing Jesus you have no dealings 
with me because I've made mistakes. There are issues going on in my life. Mm. It's in our human nature to run from God. Well, Caleb, how do we know that? Well, let's look at the first people who made a mistake. Adam and Eve. They they were the first ones that made a mistake. They were in paradise, perfection, and they made a mistake. They disobeyed God. They disobeyed the commandment of God. And if we read in Genesis 3, whenever they made the mistake, whenever they sinned, what was their reaction? They ran from God. They hid from him. And that is in us because we inherited that from Adam. It is in us whenever we make a mistake, we run from him instead of running to him. But whenever we run from God, we only make matters worse. When we try to take care of things in our own hands, we only make matters worse. It doesn't get any better. It gets worse because there is no there is sal- there is no salvation in any other name. There is no other name given on he- um, that we have today. There is no other name that we have by the name of Jesus that brings salvation. We cannot bring salvation unto ourselves, but it is by the name of Jesus. We run to Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he is the one that has um, mercy available for us. He is the one that has grace available to us. He is the one that has forgiveness available to us because he died for us. He, the Bible says in first Peter two and 24, it says he who his own self bore our sins on his body. He is the one that took our sins. He took our issues on the cross on that tree so that we can receive forgiveness so that we can receive mercy, grace, and we can have compassion. God has that available for us. God doesn't want us to run away, but he wants us to run to him. God is not afraid of our issues. People may be afraid of our issues, but Jesus is not. I remember I'll share this story and and we'll kind of end the episode here, but this is so good. This is so good that you're it, it. It does not matter what issues you're dealing with. God is not afraid of anxieties, depression. God is not afraid of it. God is not afraid of your worries. Your worries do not worry him. Your depression does not scare him off. Your suicide, suicidal thoughts do not scare Jesus off. But he wants you to come unto him. Hallelujah. For those who are heavy laden. And he will give us rest. He will give us peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. He is not afraid of our issues. But he wants us to bring our issues to him. But I remember being a 17 year old um, child. (laughs) I say that. I say that because I was very immature at that age. I remember being 17 years old and I had all these different issues that I had been carrying on for years, 
for years. And I remember these thoughts going through my mind. Well, there's no hope. The addictions that I was dealing with, there is no chance. There is no hope that God could actually heal me of it, could help me. I remember thinking that that I was too deep in sin, too deep in my issues. I've been carrying weights of my past for so long. And I remember it just took, and I, I just want to encourage someone that it just takes one moment in the presence of God to change everything. Because I remember me dealing with all of my issues and me building that wall up towards God and not allowing him into my life. But I remember one night I allowed him into my life. I allowed him into my issues, the secret parts of my life and his presence. Oh, man, I remember just crying in his presence. I felt a peace that I never felt before. Just being in the presence of God, I felt relief that I never felt before. Because God doesn't run towards, our, he doesn't run away from my issues, but he runs towards them. Because he wants to touch us. And I remember all the issues that I was dealing with that night, that one night being in his presence. I remember that next morning I woke up feeling so much lighter. The addictions that I was dealing with, God had healed me from. I knew God had touched me. I knew that he healed me of my suicidal thoughts, my anger. I knew that he healed me of my addiction to pornography. I knew that he healed me. I did not have that desire anymore. I did not have those desires. My issues that I had been dealing with, I did not have to deal with those any longer. And years later, I dealt with unforgiveness and bitterness. And God gracefully taught me how to forgive. Yes, it was a forgive unforgiveness I've been holding in for years, but God taught me how to forgive and I forgave and it brought so much healing, brought so much life into my life because he wants us to have abundant life. This life is available. God is not running from your issues. God is running to you, but you have to let him in. You have to let them in and say, God, these secret things that I'm dealing with that I haven't told nobody. And, or even if I shared it with somebody, it hasn't helped. God, this moment right now, I'm letting you in. I just want to pray here. And if we can, we can lift up our hands to Jesus right now. And Jesus, I, I, now I just want to say a prayer that I believe that we can all repeat. And allow God into our lives. God is not afraid, but we allow him in, in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you, God, right now, first we praise you for who you are. That you don't run from our issues, you run to. God, where we come from, the background that we grew up in, that doesn't run you off. That doesn't scare you. The environment that we grew in, the home that we grew up in, the stigmas that may be attached to our name, that doesn't scare you away. That doesn't scare you away. And Father, we thank you, God, 
for being a God who loves us, who looks beyond our circumstance and wants to heal us of it, God. You look beyond, God, what we're dealing with and what we're facing. You look beyond our addictions, Father. We thank you, Jesus, God. Right now, I pray over every listener, God, that is listening, God. I pray that your spirit has spoken through us. I know that it has, and it is providing healing, restoration to someone right now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing, God, right now over someone's life, God, that you'll be able to heal them over their past, God. Heal them from their past. Deliver them from their past. Deliver them from their situations. Deliver them from their circumstances and their issues. Yeah, we have made mistakes along the way, and we ask for forgiveness, God, of our sins and our things that we have done and the lifestyle that we have lived. We ask for forgiveness and we ask you, Lord, that you would touch us, God. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would cleanse us, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray that your spirit, God, will come through, God. Lord, meet them wherever they are, God. Meet them in their rooms. Meet them on their roads, on their commute to their jobs or wherever they may be. God, I pray that you will meet people with their issues, God, because you are a God that you you're willing to go through our issues to meet us where we are God you're willing to go through the walls that we may have built up to reach us where we are you are not afraid of our issues there's not something too big that you cannot handle God there's not something too small that you cannot touch and father we we magnify you Jesus Lord that you're going you're providing healing right now as we pray our spirit that we kept, our tears that we kept bottled up for so long, God. You're providing healing through our tears, oh God. Lord, the heaviness that we have carried, God. We put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, oh God. You're providing healing, God, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. You're touching lives right now in the name of Jesus. We're believing that hope is available. We know that hope is available, and it is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. We're believing, God, that you're able to provide healing and salvation in your name, God, in the name of Jesus. For neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that name of Jesus means Jehovah, means Jesus is our Savior, our Deliverer, and you are able to deliver us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We pray all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Mm, hallelujah. The Lord loves us all. He loves us beyond our mistakes and our failures. God has a special plan for each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus, God is able to use our failures, our faults, and turn it into a testimony. Amen. I pray this has encouraged you because it has encouraged me. Amen. Amen. God loves you. God wants the best for you. And he has it available for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, share this with someone. I pray, I pray that you 
will share this word and it will bless someone else in the name of Jesus. And I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ will be with you and he will walk with you. Amen. Have a blessed day in Jesus name.